Market View on Money FM 89.3. Well, time now for Market View on Your Money on Money FM 89.3. And we have market strategist of IG, Mr. Yip Jin Rong, with us right now. Hi, Jin Rong. Good morning. Hi, good morning, Marisa. Thanks for having me today. <laughs> Not at all. Thank you for joining us. Now, give us the context of where we are starting trading this week from, um, beginning with uh, how the markets closed on Friday. Yes, so uh, last Friday, we see that it came after four straight days of decline. Uh, retail resilience at the end of last week became the catalyst to propel our U.S. equity uh, markets higher. So all three major uh, U.S. indices are kind of, you know, close to 2% or higher on last Friday because we have seen a higher than expected figures in the U.S. retail sales and also uh, consumer sentiments. So while some may believe that, you know, the narrative of uh, stronger than expected consumer spending could seep into some persistent inflationary pressure, I believe uh, that is kind of uh, taken off by uh, markets for now as a picking uh, inflation outlook still remains the key uh, driving force if you look towards uh, ongoing moderation in commodities prices and some relief found in a further fall in uh, consumer inflation expectations. So for now, we see the improved risk sentiments uh, setting a positive footing for equity markets into the new uh, trading week. And heading into the Asia session, uh, markets could also tap on some relief on the bullish move in Wall Street. But uh, I believe that COVID-19 risk in China still remains a key Mm. uh, risk sector to keep some uh, sentiments uh, on hold in the region. So that could see some uh, cap on the gains as uh, market participants uh, digest the uptick in virus cases. Mm, I'm I'm glad you added the caveat for now. (laughs) But tell us, what do you think are fueling demand and how do you see this rolling out for the rest of the year? Yes, so uh, for this year, I believe the narrative has somewhat shifted. Uh, we have seen uh, markets previously uh, pricing for inflationary pressure to now uh, starting to price for a recession risk. So overall, this also comes as, you know, market expectations have bought into the Fed's uh, aggressive uh, policy guidance to kind of do whatever it takes to tame uh, inflation and that will come in the form of a more aggressive rate hike ahead. So with that, the narrative has clearly shifted. You know, now we are starting to price for a recession risk with this uh, aggressive uh, tightening. Mm-hmm. And this has been uh, reflected in some uh, markets pricing for potential uh, demand disruption, mm. as we have seen in the fall in uh, commodities uh, prices. And likewise for Singapore, you know, along with the global trend, market participants are starting to find value in some uh, relative safety of bonds mm. as we look towards uh, picking inflation ahead and as we inch nearer and nearer to the point of peak hawkishness from uh, mm. central banks. Mm. So, you know, overall, you know, I believe that that could drive some expectations that the sell-off in bonds could be nearing its end as a growth risk took greater control. Mm-hmm. Well, with the environment being quite so volatile, um, of course, you know, for investors, a lot of us anyway, with without the extra, a lot of extra money to spare, we'll want to keep our investments as stable as possible, growing steadily, right, and in a stable manner. And um, there are some who say, that the, anything that sing dollar denominated would offer that kind of stability. Uh, as it is, we have seen that the sing dollar denominated bond issuances have remained resilient in the first half of 2022. So do you see that continuing for the second half? Yes, so uh, as we started to price for, you know, more recession risk, I believe that, you know, market participants are starting to really find value in the relative safety of bonds. Mm. So even for the uh, U.S. Treasury, we are yes. seeing, you know, even with uh, talks of 100 and basis point yes. height, uh, you know, the bond yields are kind of still uh, ticking lower. So mm. I believe that that could generally be the ongoing thing as we move towards the uh, later half of the year as well. Yeah, but not just bonds, um, you know, there are those who are saying that stocks as well. Just go for those that are sing dollar denominated. 
Yes. So I believe that all of these are riding on the uh, perception of, you know, the Singapore Central Bank kind of uh, catching up along with the uh, ongoing uh, aggressive uh, rate hikes from the mm-hmm. uh, Fed itself because mm-hmm. our interest rate tends to move hand in hand with the US Fed interest rate. Mm-hmm. But overall, it really tends, I believe, that a more of a wait and see could still pay out because mm-hmm. ultimately the path of the Fed's aggressive rate hikes could still kind of uh, pull ahead mm-hmm. as compared to the other uh, economies. So that would definitely be one to watch. Okay. Okay, let's turn our view down south a little, right? New Zealand. Um, Inflation there uh, has picked up more than economists have expected in the second quarter to a fresh, like, three-decade high, right? And and according to the government data, it's shown that annual inflation quickened to 7.3% from 6.9% in the first quarter. And they are predicting, or at least economists are predicting, 7.1%, right? Consumer prices also advanced 1.7% from three months earlier exceeding the 1.5% median estimate. So in your view, how do you look at uh, the New Zealand economy, especially against the backdrop of the falling dollar? Because uh, in Singapore, we know a lot of people have perhaps children right, studying in, in New Zealand uh, and may even have investments in property and other things there. Mm, yeah, so I believe the uh, Reserve Bank of uh, New Zealand has been uh, one of the few earlier central banks to kind of uh, kickstart its uh, tightening process. And the recent increase in the interest rate by half a percentage point coming after the third uh, straight meeting has uh, sort of previously been priced in by the markets uh, if you look at its uh, previous uh, cash rate of futures. So currently attention are shifted towards the uh, central bank's uh, forward guidance on the economic conditions instead. So we have seen a recent economic data has not been showing up well with a tighter policy move kind of translating into some uh, weakening aspect of uh, economic growth. So an example will be the consumer and the business confidence kind of plunging against a backdrop of a household facing a higher mortgage repayment. And along with falling commodity prices, overall that has not bought well for the Kiwi, the New Zealand Kiwi, which continues to drive the Kiwi dollar into an ongoing downward trend since February last year, with a recent move still forming a new lower low. So while uh, improved risk sentiments may kind of aid to provide some near-term relief for the Kiwi dollar this week, I believe the 0.622 level will be a key hurdle to cross. And this is where I see a confluence of resistance uh, potentially coming into play. Mm, so no first-in advantage for them there, huh? Okay, now let's look at Euro, USD, uh, dollars. Uh, they've been making headlines for hitting parity for the first time in two decades. Um, of course, this, you know, against the worries, the current worries of high inflation, central banks tightening, uh, recession jitters. Has it bottomed out yet, do you think? Um, I believe fundamentally the coast is uh, not yet clear for the euro dollar. I mean, uh, for one, we have the uh, lingering uncertainty of gas supplies in Germany uh, pertaining to, you know, what will come after the maintenance of its Nord Stream 1 pipeline. Those kind of adds to the risk of uh, higher for longer inflation in the region, along with recession concerns. So those could present a headwind for the euro. I think for now, uh, reaching a parity is a very uh, significant move in the currency markets. So I would not be surprised if we were to see uh, deep buyers, you know, jumping in aggressively to try to defend mm-hmm. the euro at that parity level mm. with the dollar. And this also comes with some uh, technical indicators in the uh, oversold conditions. If you look at the RSI and MACD, so those kind of reversion towards a uh, more neutral levels, they kind of suggest some uh, near-term relief for the mm-hmm. parity level to hold. Uh, but overall, I believe that, you know, from the current look of the fundamental catalyst uh, driving the euro dollar pair, an eventual break below a parity could be a possibility. 
if you look towards the US dollar still on an ongoing upward trend, mm. whereas the euro continue to struggle with darker economic prospect in you know in Europe amid a gas shortage or overhang. Mm-hmm. So this also led to you know markets pairing some uh, uh, widening of uh, rate differential. So that will continue to remain a key headwind for the currency pair. Mm. So you don't see defensive moves on Europe's side to help it regain the lost ground against the US dollar. For the rest of the year, at least, or in the next quarter, I think you know six months yeah. is a long time, right? A lot of things can change. But let's talk about maybe in the next couple of months. I believe that there will still be a certain headwinds that we will have to see, mm. you know, kind of uh, being okay. overcome. If not, you will continue to weigh on that uh, euro dollar pair itself. Okay, okay. For the rest of the week, is there anything exciting that you're looking forward to that you think could be a game changer? If we are talking about this week, I believe that, you know, we are talking about some improving uh, risk sentiments being brought over from last week itself. So that could leave the uh, risk sensitive uh, Australian dollar on watch. I mean, the currency pair has previously come under some pressure with, you know, headwinds from uh, falling iron ore prices, coupled with a larger than expected slowdown for China's second quarter GDP that we've seen last week. But that's say I believe the improved uh, risk sentiment, at least towards the end of this week, has provided a lift for the Aussie dollar off a bottom trend line of a descending uh, channel pattern. And other than that, we are also looking towards the uh, US dollar. So, so far, we have seen expectations for a 100 basis point hike in the July FOMC meeting, kind of being uh, pared back last week. So, the pro- probability for a 100 basis point hike in the July uh, meeting was kind of, you know, brought down to 39% from the previous 54% which surfaced on Wednesday after the US uh, CPI data. And also for US dollar, you know, technical conditions are also at near-term oversold level. So that may increase the chance of any uh, near-term uh, retracement for the US dollar, although the overall trend still remains an uh, outward bias in my view. Okay, excellent. Thank you so much. Great to have you on the show as usual, Mr. Yep Jin Rong, market strategist of IG. Thank you, Melissa. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app, that's A-W-E-D-I-O, available on Google Play or the App Store.